Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. New figures indicate the impact of Turkey's military operations in Iraqi Kurdistan. At least 109 civilians have been killed since 2015, and hundreds of villages evacuated. Eleven homes have also been destroyed during the latest operation, which was met with protests this week in the regional capital, Erbil, Scotland's Trade Union Congress also spoke out to condemn the invasion. Meanwhile, Turkish aggression against minorities appears to have once again reached European shores, with an Armenian genocide memorial in Brussels desecrated this week, in the aftermath of a failed attempt to have the Turkish parliament officially recognise the mass killings. Learn more in our daily review. Kurds in Erbil, the administrative capital of the Kurdistan region of Iraq, have staged a demonstration demanding international pressure over Turkey's military incursion into the region. Demonstrators gathered by the United Nations offices in the city also known as Haulir, to protest against Operation Clawlock, Turkey's ongoing military operation in northern Iraq. They delivered an official letter of protest to the United Nations office in the city. The UN are yet to comment on the ongoing invasion, which is occurring in violation of international law and despite protests by the federal Iraqi government. Kurdas Sali, one of the organisers of the demonstration, said, We demand the Iraqi government and the international community exert pressure on Turkey to withdraw its troops. Under the pretext of pursuing the Kurdistan Workers' Party fighters, Turkey has destroyed, evacuated and exterminated entire Kurdish villages. Reports indicate at least two villages were targeted during the opening stages of the operation, 
with 11 civilian homes destroyed, while previous operations in the region have seen scores of civilians lose their lives. No to Turkish invasion, no to war against the Kurds, read a sign held by a protester. Ali Hama Saleh, one of the Kurdistan region's parliament, said he joined the protest as an ordinary citizen rather than as an MP because political parties have disabled the parliament. Despite Turkey's offensive, in which Turkey has bad intentions, all three presidencies of Kurdistan, especially the parliament, which directly represents the people, has kept silent. None of the political parties have condemned the offensive either, he said. The protest's location in Erbil is significant as the city is the seat of power of the Kurdistan Democratic Party, the dominant political force in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. With over 40 Turkish military bases now built in the KRI, the Kurdistan Democratic Party stand accused of facilitating the Turkish incursion by providing logistical support and intelligence, as well as securing regions seized from the Kurdistan Workers' Party by the Turkish armed forces. Meanwhile, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan met with Iraqi Kurdish Prime Minister Mazrur Barzani in the days before the invasion was launched. Previous protests against the Kurdistan Democratic Party's policies have resulted in major crackdowns and sweeping arrests. An NGO has documented the impact of multiple Turkish invasions on civilians in Iraqi Kurdistan. Since 2015, 109 civilians have been killed Community peacemaker teams, formerly known as Christian peacemaker teams, have said. 130 civilians were injured. 148 villages were completely evacuated. And 600 more villages are under the threat of being demolished and evacuated. If the conflict continues, a larger disaster will happen the community peacemaker teams Cameron Osman said. People will be slaughtered, and those who survive will want to leave and emigrate to Europe. Eleven homes have been destroyed in the Bawari region during the latest military operation, according to Osman, with the Turkish armed forces already 19 kilometres deep inside the Kurdistan region of Iraq. During the opening 10 days of the operation, which began on the 17th of April, bombardment by Turkish artillery and warplanes was followed by the deployment of troops dropped by helicopters into areas under the control of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, in the Zap, Abishan and Matina regions. Turkey has stated the aim of the operation is to target the military PKK, but Osman highlighted the civilian impact of Turkey's operations, saying, The federal administration said that the Iraqi government is responsible for the borders. The Iraqi government said the exact opposite. 
It is very clear that the attacks do not only target the PKK positions, they are targeting the civilian population as well. Osman concluded by highlighting community peacemaker teams' efforts to raise awareness of the crisis abroad, where the invasion has met with protests but little active political response. He said, We are also working with officials abroad. We have brought the case to the European Union. We have also held many seminars regarding the invasion. We are in contact with the embassies, both in Iraq and federal Kurdistan. Our struggle to stop the Turkish invasion will continue. An Armenian genocide memorial has been desecrated in Belgium by unknown individuals but suspected to be Turkish nationalists. The Karka, or traditional cross, in the Ixal district of Brussels was covered with racist graffiti and insults against an ethnic Armenian MP in the Turkish parliament. Unknown persons painted three crescents onto the cross. The crescent is the symbol of Turkey's extreme far-right nationalist movement party, or MHP, currently a minority partner in the governing coalition. The cross was also painted with insults directed towards the People's Democratic Party MP Garo Pelan, who recently attempted to have the Turkish parliament officially recognise the Armenian genocide. Pelan's proposal was turned down by the parliamentary speaker Mustafa Shentop the next morning, and the deputy and his party were targeted by government and opposition officials alike for daring to use the term genocide. Palan was then described as filthy by the head of the MHP during a parliamentary address. Devlet Bacelli added that the Turkish parliament was no place for non-Muslim minorities to voice defiance. The cross was erected in memory of the victims of the 1915 Armenian genocide when the Ottoman Empire issued orders of exile and death marches into the Syrian desert, resulting in the deaths of 1.5 million Ottoman Armenians and other Anatolian Christians. The act of desecrating the Armenian Genocide Memorial in Belgium can only be interpreted as an expression of hostility and an attempt to intimidate Belgians of Armenian origin most of whom come from families who were victims of the genocide, the Committee of Armenians of Belgium said in a statement to press. The Turkish authorities promote strong anti-Armenian prejudice in Belgium and elsewhere, the committee said. The Iraqi army's attacks on the Yazidi homeland of Sinjar constitute a threat to local people, a northern Syrian politician has said. Aldar Halil, a member of the Democratic Union Party co-presidential board, spoke following recent unrest in the region, also known as Shengol, and the federal Iraqi government's imposition of a new district governor. We believe these attacks by the Iraqi army pose a threat to both Sinjar and the people of Rojava, 
Halil said before, adding, the Kurdistan Democratic Party is attacking and laying siege to northern Syria in tandem with the Turkish occupation. Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi appointed Nineveh Governor Netchim Jiburi as governor for the Sinjar District Administration, sparking criticism for failing to consult local residents. Jiburi's appointment follows Iraq sending reinforcements to Sinjar, following a flare-up in the region last week on Monday the 18th of April, as Iraqi troops asked members of a local Yazidi internal security force to abandon the checkpoint, and the unit refused to comply. After minor clashes broke out at multiple sites, reinforcements including artillery, tanks, armoured vehicles and additional troops were dispatched by regional authorities. Halil also criticised efforts by Iraqi authorities to divide the region from neighbouring north and east Syria, saying, They have already built a wall between Sinjar and Rojava. They are still in the process of concentrating their forces in Sinjar. And they have somebody close to the KDP in charge of the plan to capture Sinjar. The federal administration in Iraq and the devolved authority in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, which is dominated by the KDP, reached an agreement on the 9th of October 2020 to restore central authority in Sinjar, while Yazidi representatives were excluded from the talks. The West is obscuring and silently accepting Turkey's military operations in northern Iraq. A Kurdish sociologist has written in an article for Germany's Zeit newspaper. In her op-ed, Rosa Birch called attention to the difference in coverage between the conflicts in northern Iraq and in Ukraine, saying, In the shadow of Russia's war on Ukraine, Turkish fighter jets and armed drones are flying over Kurdistan again. Any outrage from the international community? None. While Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been rightfully and quickly condemned and sanctioned, Turkey's aggression against Kurds has been tolerated for decades, she wrote. The German government regularly meets with Turkish officials, underlying the importance of the German-Turkish partnership. Birch also pushed back on Turkey's claims that it is solely targeting Kurdish militants, arguing that Turkish bombs do not hit civilians randomly. On the contrary, these attacks do not only target the Kurdish guerrilla fighters' positions, as it has always been said, but also civilian settlements. The sociologist concluded by highlighting Turkish violations committed against women, such as the assassination of female Kurdish politician Hevrin Halef by Turkish proxy fighters criticising the German government's claims to have a feminist foreign policy. For as long as refugees from the Kurdish conflict do not enjoy the same protections as those from the Ukraine, Germany loses all credibility, Birch said. The Scottish Trade Union Congress 
has condemned Turkey's ongoing military operations in Iraqi Kurdistan with an emergency motion passed at the STUC's annual conference. Turkey's Operation Clawlock constitutes an invasion of a neighbouring state, the STUC said in a statement, in which it called on the Turkish government to end the invasion and withdraw its troops immediately. Turkey's increased military action in Iraqi Kurdistan in recent years reinforces fears of a greater Turkey to include territory in the Kurdish regions of Iraq and Syria, it said. The union also urged a ceasefire agreement between Turkey and the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, and a peaceful democratic solution to the Kurdish issue in the country. The STUC also expressed support for efforts for the delisting of the PKK as a terrorist organisation, as an EU-level legal procedure over the PKK's prescription as a terrorist organisation by the Council of Europe, continues in Luxembourg. The Union had passed similar motions last year, condemning Turkey's withdrawal from the Council of Europe's Istanbul Convention on Preventing and Combating Violence Against Women and Domestic Violence. As the Congress passed the resolution, Edinburgh's Kurdish community held a demonstration outside the Scottish Parliament against Turkey's attacks. Meanwhile, 14 Scottish members of Parliament have signed an early-day motion condemning the attacks. The UK's trade unions have long been supporters of the Kurdish cause. Recently, the UK's main education union used its annual conference to call attention to the ongoing isolation of Kurdish political leader Abdullah Öcalan, with 14 of the UK's major unions backing the Freedom for Öcalan campaign.